everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, the GYSE podcast, also known as Get Yo Shit. Together. Oh, that was a little early. That was direct, early, and to the point. My man. Damn straight. Do you always come early? <laughs> Only when you're around. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. If you are going to get us in trouble, nah, not it's a good thing all. you can say whatever you want to on a podcast. That's right. They can't, I mean, they can't see what color or gender I am here. Within reason. Oh, my God. That doesn't mean anything, Glenn. <laughs> Jesus, you cis white hetero male. That's I right. Your voice sounds pretty white to me. Oh, thanks. Very. <laughs> Racist. Oh, dang it. So, Glenn, how the hell are you? I feel fantastic. Let's do let's do introductions real quick. In the studio today, you have one of your hosts, Kyle Reed. Glenn Rocks here. And this week we have a special guest. Go ahead and give yourself an introduction. Hi, I'm Sarah, Sarah. Jones. <laughs> Sarah Jones. Super generic name. <laughs> I mean, Glenn Rocks. Didn't you say Kyle you were Reed Sam Smith family? earlier? Oh, wait, I'm Sam Smith. Sorry. Sam Smith. Famous singer. <laughs> Or awesome. That. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us this week, Sarah. We appreciate yeah, it. No problem. Um, we had a great time today in the studio before starting this podcast, just chatting it up, hanging out with each other, BS, and having good debates. So this week's particular topic is brought on by my man, Glenn Ruck. So really, Glenn, I think I'm going to pass the mic over to you and allow you to intro this topic, give us a little bit of color on what you're thinking with the, the title of the episode here. What direction we should take this, and and then uh, we'll discuss. Sure. Well, I'm going to start off with a quote, and it comes from Abraham Lincoln. Abraham. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. He was my bro. Abraham. Abraham Lincoln. Your bro. Well, he's my bro. 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 My bro. What's up, bro? Bro. What's up, bro? He was my Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> anyway, uh, now we're now we're just going down a red rabbit hole. Yes, we are. Um, Abraham Lincoln once was asked. Before his candidacy, his run for president, how are you going to prepare for this? Because you don't really have any money. And he was a poor man. He, he wasn't wealthy by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he lived in a house he built himself for his family. Um, but he was asked, how are you going to prepare for this? Because you're, you're competition. They have a lot of money. They're putting out a lot of funds. He said, well, I've been preparing for this. But... Uh, when you ask me to cut down a tree, when you tell me to cut down a tree in two hours, I'm going to spend the first hour sharpening my axe. So a lot of preparation has gone into this. And um, that that whole story of, you know, if you ask me to cut down a tree and tell me I have two hours to do it, I'm going to spend the first half of my time, the only half, the first half, of the only time I have to cut this tree down, I'm going to spend it preparing to cut it down. That's That's key because... Preparation is important for success. If you don't prepare, you're preparing to fail. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's um, that uh, classic image everyone sees of a glacier, right? Only 10 to 20% of it outside of the water. And it's kind of the, the old adage of, of what you see versus what you don't see, right? All mm-hmm. the hard work that goes into something and you see just a small bit of it. It's like... Um, Instagram culture, how we kind of like alluded to earlier. So, yeah, I like it. I like it. What 
What made you want to bring this one up? You saw the quote recently somewhere? Or just kinda... I saw the quote, and I, I thought, you know what? A lot of people don't put a lot of thought into preparing their lives. Mm-hmm. Preparing for anything they do in lives. I mean, it's not just preparing your life, but preparing each part of your life. Um, in my in my parents' case, I was looking at them, and, and I had a hard discussion with my dad. It's like, Dad, what, did, what have you done to prepare for this last part of your life? You have no savings set aside. You, have, uh, you just recently went through this time when you weren't able to find a job. Yeah. And you can't afford that. So you have no savings and you, you don't have a job. What are you going to do? Have you How have you prepared? And then I went, well, wait a second. There have been times in my life when I've lived paycheck to paycheck and it was all by my own doing. I can't blame anyone else. I spent my money on bad things, I made poor decisions, or I didn't uh, look for better work that would have helped pay those bills and given me some to save. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there are every different aspect of our life we should be looking for pre- uh, to be as prepared as possible for the next stage um, so that we can take advantage of the good things in life when they do come up. Well. How many times have we skipped over vacations because, well, the money's not there right now. Yeah, but it's really discounted right now. I can't even afford the discount. Yeah, well, yeah when opportunity knocks, are you able to open the door? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, fascinating. I like it. What do you, what do you say, sir? So much stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I mean... You have to prepare. You have to prepare for everything. And I think we're not really trained to prepare in our daily lives Um, or even like for the long term. My parents Mm -hmm. are probably in a similar situation. My dad just lost his job. He found another one. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, But had he not, I don't know. I don't know what they would have done. Um, They probably would have joined the homeless community. Um, Now, our family would never allow that to happen. But at the same time, that's a reality. Many of yeah. us live paycheck to paycheck and are having struggles to prepare. Um, and I think it really comes down with a denial of self, kind of, I think. Because you're not thinking forward. You're not thinking, oh, one day I'm going to die. And what happens after? Mm-hmm. Um and because of that, and most of the time, you're just so inundated with the now that you can't build really and prepare. So how do you prepare for what you aren't prepared for? Yep. Kyle, didn't we have a good discussion about that not too long ago? What was the quote you brought up? Where oh. someone's just so tunnel vision because they oh, can't yeah. think beyond just having enough. Yeah, it, I don't remember if there's a specific quote, and there, there may have been, but I... The, a specific I think, situation. Right? Yeah, the ideology behind it was the fact that um, when you take a look at, say, people who are impoverished, right, they are just um, so consumed with the idea of how they're going to get enough money to pay the rent, or pay the water bill, or pay the light bill, they don't have the mental capacity to think anything further than that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's kind of like it, in the example was if I gave you a number to remember three, five, seven, eight, nine, four. And I said, what's your birthday? And you told me your birthday and I asked you what the number was. You wouldn't remember. Right. Right. Because in that same fashion, our brains are like old computers. We can only compute a certain amount of data at a time. So 
we lack the ability to think long term. So when you talk about um, high performers, right, overachievers, whatever you want to call it, there are people in a lot of cases who lack issues in the current. Right. Right. So they have the ability and mental capacity to think about the long term. Well, I think that really in order to like clear your mind space, in order to begin to prepare for the long term, you really should be focusing on your daily preparations. Like, um, for example, one thing that I've done that's totally revolution, like revolutionized my life mm-hmm. would be that both myself and my son, and now my husband, which he didn't do before, but now we all lay out our clothes for the night before. Mm-hmm. So everyone, no matter what you're doing in the morning, your clothes are already picked out and ready for you. All you have to do is, you know, your normal get ready for work uh, or school and you just get dressed. So it's that taking that one step. So now we've freed up our mornings. Basically, we have more time in the morning to do things and think about things. And um, now we're starting to prepare our meals so Hmm. that we have more time. Mm -hmm. So it's like taking small steps. um, to be able to start thinking longer term. Yeah. But you have to clear out that clutter that's blocking your vision from the longer term. That's huge. And I wrote down Steve Jobs while you were saying that, right? Everyone knows, well, I hope everyone knows who Steve Jobs is. <laughs> and his iconic outfit. Right. It's jeans and a black turtleneck or a mock neck or a crew neck or whatever it was, right? But he wore the same damn thing every day because he removed one decision from his day because... There's logic in saying that you only have the ability to make X amount of decisions, smart decisions per day. So if you can remove one or two or three meal prepping, multiple meals, you don't think about lunch, you don't think about breakfast, it's done. You did it the night before, you're good. Laying out your outfit, you don't have to make a decision. You wake up in the morning, there you go, it's ready to go. Not only does it give you more time, but it gives you, as you mentioned, more capacity, mental capacity to make greater decisions throughout your day. Yeah. Um, so that's huge. I mean, you have you look at somebody like Steve Jobs, somebody who was a visionary like himself, and as successful as he was, there's a reason why he did that, right? I mean, that's so that's that's pretty fascinating. That's super helpful. Um, and on that note, I I used to, Glenn probably saw it. I I used to have this super bright lime green colored Microsoft Polo. <laughs> yeah. You remember that. Yep. I wore it every week on Monday. It was my Monday shirt. My boy Patrick that used to work at uh, uh, at our job with us as well, he would also wear it. So me and him would both end up wearing it on Monday. I'm like, why do you guys always... At first, it was just an accident. Why do you always wear it on Monday? Because it's bright and it's clean. It's in the closet. I see it. I don't have to think about it. I just wake up Monday morning and I grab it. It's there. It's done. So then I was just like... I, that's what I wear every Monday. It's done. It's not even a question. Every single Monday, I wore this bright-ass green polo. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. I like it. Um, when, when we take a look at this, Glenn, preparation is key. What are some suggestions you think we can give to people to remind them to prepare for things. Are you talking short-term things, long-term things, a little bit of everything. both? You, you want to make sure you're prepared for everything. So whether it's short-term, long-term, you, you do want to do some preparation. Yeah. And it can be something with just start out small. Mm-hmm. Set out your clothes the night before. Make your meals for the day. 
Make your bed. Yeah, make your bed. As a matter of fact, I came across a quote. I can't remember who it was from, but it was an old military guy uh, mm-hmm. who was being interviewed on TV. It still sticks with me. But someone asked him, so how, how is it that you're so successful? How is it that you've ordered your life? He said, you want to order your life? Start with making your bed. Yeah. I, I remember seeing that, too. I want to say David Goggins said it, but I don't know if it's him. I think that, that the quote is probably older than his his uh, fame. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's really old. But it's old. super popular, I, and I remember hearing that. Yeah. Start with Just making start your bed. Making your bed because that's the first thing. When you come home, you've got a nice, clean, crisp bed to crawl into and, and pass the night it's through, a, right? It starts good habits in the morning, right? It does. It starts, it starts your, your routine, starts a good yeah. habit. Make sure you start a, a fresh day and you come home to a fresh home. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they say um, also if you're trying to be fit or lose weight or whatever that looks like, supposedly working out first thing in the morning helps because, one, it's a workout, right? So you get your adrenaline pumping first thing of the day, get your heart rate going, begin to burn calories, and that lasts throughout the day. But secondly, um, you remember that. And it prevents you from making poor food choices because you don't want to waste that workout. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will say, oh, I earned this cheeseburger because I worked out this morning. But in reality, a lot of times it works the other direction and it works in favor of you because you'll say, no, I, I worked out. I'm doing good. I feel good. I want to eat food that makes me feel good as well. And you'll make better food choices throughout the day. Right. Huge. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, start out small. Do something small. Okay. Something easy, something simple. Yeah, cool. and then like to plan for kind of the bigger stuff too. Though you've got to like, I think build a team of people that can assist you in that. Okay. Um. So like getting with your insurance people because your insurance people can set you up. For example, your like my car insurance guy called me one day and he's like, "What do you got going for life insurance?" <clears throat> Mm-hmm. What do you got going for, you know, if something horrible happens, what, what do you, what's your plan? You know, what yeah. if you get sued? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, didn't, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> you mean that's a problem? <laughs> yeah. I, that's something I have to consider. Right? I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. What if your insurance doesn't cover what happens? What do you do then? Yeah. Do you have a plan? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, then I have the policy for you. That's <laughs> what I pay you for. <laughs> um, and he recommended getting an umbrella policy that that um, goes beyond your car insurance and house insurance. And it actually protects you and your family. And so, like, if somebody, if you were to do something stupid or a bad accident happened and it went beyond your car insurance coverage, you have an umbrella policy that's going to cover it. Hmm. Um and like just things like that, talking to people who have more experience than you to in life to gain that knowledge and building a team around you of people who are going to help you do that, I think is super important. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be just yourself, right? Right. So build a team, whether it be mentors, partners, whatever. And I, like. I would say build it with, you know, build your team around people who are already doing things that you know you should be doing. Like-minded people. Oh, like, well, actually, let's not say like-minded people, maybe. Future-minded because, people? Yeah, because Future like-minded thought. people is only going to yeah. get you the same thing you've already got. That's exactly. Right? I mean... If I, you've got your family giving you financial advice and their finances are in trouble... You're in a fucking echo chamber. You're in an echo chamber. <laughs> yeah. Tell them to shut the fuck up and walk away. Yeah, get off a of Breitbart, Glenn. 
You, you have no idea, huh? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that one that one almost went past you. You weren't even paying attention. <laughs> I can't even. Uh, <laughs> I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm kidding. Uh, but no, it's it's true though, right? So if you take a look at those things, um, again, surrounding yourself with like-minded people is is comfortable and fun, right? Mm-hmm. And and it I think in a sense is self-serving because people it's regardless, well, it's comfortable, yeah. But regardless of what we say about insecurities, I think people are vain. Right. And by surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded or similar to you, you tend to see qualities in those people that you want to see in yourself. So you begin to think, oh, that's like me. You want those reminders that you're like this, you're like that, right? So it's a mm-hmm. little, it's a little ego boost. Um, or so, worse, if if you're one of those people that surrounds yourself with people that you only see their flaws because ah, I'm not I'm not like that person. Oh, try to make yourself feel better. Oh yeah, yeah that's that's even worse then. Yeah, you've um, got deeper problems then for than, sure than not being prepared. Yeah, <laughs> way worse. I think a key is having a mentor mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Like a huge key to preparation is having a mentor. You know, not necessarily older, but sometimes maybe 10 years down the road, mm-hmm. 20 years down the road, somebody who's lived the life and walked the walk that you have and can help you navigate the road of he- road ahead. Yeah. Um, I think it's huge to have somebody in your life, a mentor, that can help guide you through things. There's something to be said for experience, right? And I, I think age doesn't equate success. So it doesn't necessarily mean someone's going to be more successful than you, but they've dealt with things you haven't had to deal with yet. Right. Right. You know, when you take a look at just certain stages of your life, what you, how you need to prepare for certain things, right? Someone who does have maybe a decade or so on you um, can provide you insight that you wouldn't have gained otherwise. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's huge. Um, I was saying something else too, and I totally freaking spaced out on it. Sorry, I have that effect on people. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Um, but yeah, so about surrounding yourself too. So the, the mentor thing I think is huge, right? And there's an exercise that we talk about, right, is your, your circle of influence. So mm-hmm. take a look at that and surround yourself with people. I don't necessarily want to say people who have things, but people who are in an ideal situation, in a situation that you considered to be ideal, right? Whether that be a financial situation, a health situation, a romantic situation, whatever that looks like, right? If if you are in a rocky relationship and you've got a close friend that is married and has a great relationship with their spouse and they have a healthy relationship, you need to get some of that in your life, right? And figure out what it is so you can bring that back to your life. Um, if all you do is hang out with people all day that are complaining about their spouse or their work, what's that going to do for you? Right? Mm-hmm. That's going to prepare you to continue to do the same damn thing. Negativity. Yeah. Hmm. So let's go back to this Abraham Lincoln thing. Mm-hmm. The cherry tree. <laughs> Isn't that Washington? That's George Washington. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that a myth? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a myth. Well, hypocryphal, I think, is the word. Oh, okay. That's it a smart a, word for so, what I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a story that you tell young people to teach a moral. Yeah. Hypocryphal. Like Santa Claus? 
Kind of, yeah. Except for what you morals is Santa? You be good, be you good, get you rewarded. Get things. You get rewarded for being good. You get but nice it, that's things. not true to life at all in any way. Of course so not. It's a hypocrisy. It's I not think, true to life. I it's think just... Santa is just a way to make children mind. But Scare children. Yeah. <laughs> it's a scare tactic by way of um, incentivizing. That's what the Krampus is for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's just a fear that's, motivation. Yeah. That's totally different than that's Santa. to scare the children <laughs> scare the in, into behaving. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, Krampus will come by and steal their souls. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's coaching with a whip rather than a carrot, right? Right. Um, but so the sharpening the axe, mm-hmm. right? So we take a look at it. You say you have a task you need to complete within two hours, and he decides, hey, I need to make sure that I have the proper tools. Tuned properly. That's what he does for yes. the job, right? Mm-hmm. He had the foresight to think that. How? Good question. Very good question. Well, he was an attorney. <laughs> he is. He was a very intelligent, <laughs> he was an educated very, man. <laughs> right? He was a. He was a very thoughtful man too. Yeah. I mean, he spent his time thinking before he would respond to anything. Not him specifically. I was so, just saying in general. Well, he so was general, an autodidact. That's my fancy word. What the fuck is that? It means self-taught. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I taught Got myself it. that. <laughs> you autodidacted? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, one thing that he did uh, that was key in his success, not only in the preparation, um, is that he did seek out social circles that were above his own, purposely okay. and intentionally. Um, when he married, he married into a family of money, Mm. um, and stature and like know-how to get things done, influence, a family of influence. Um, so even in his life choices, he was preparing for something greater and he always focused on that. That's key. That's key. Surround Mm -hmm. yourself in social circles that you consider to be of higher stature than what you are today. Hmm. Okay. Do you think you could have got this job done without sharpening his axe? Chopping a tree down? Yeah. In the time? No. Really? Yeah. Or it took more than two hours? Probably. How thick is this tree? I'm just yeah, it's true. I mean, <laughs> but you got an extra it's entire... It's only a cherry tree, so it's... <laughs> you got an entire extra hour. <laughs> cherry trees are big sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. You have an entire Depends extra on the type hour. of wood and how big the tree is, but... Let's just assume it's one of those giant redwoods in California, the ones that haven't burned down from the last few years well, of wildfires. He's definitely not going to be able to do it in an hour with a sharp no. axe. <laughs> no. <laughs> He'd get a lot farther a along, time. that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's Paul Bunyan. We don't really know. <laughs> babe and babe the blue ox. So when, when we think about that, right, is what was he really saving? If in two hours he could have chopped the tree down anyway, he still spent an hour sharpening his axe, an hour chopping the tree down. What was saved? Effort. There yeah. you go. Did it Extra take effort? work. Did it take effort to sharpen the axe? Yeah. But as much effort as swinging the axe? No. By effort, are we equating that to calories? I, I would say yes. Hard work versus preparation, easy work. You believe that to be preparation? I do. I believe sharpening an axe would be preparation. Tell that to the blacksmith. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you trying to play devil's advocate on preparation? I mean, no, I don't just, think this is going to work. Yeah, I'm just thinking preparation H. Um, <laughs> yeah, now he's sitting uncomfortably. 
on the edge. On the edge of my seat. I'm on the edge of my seat. Um, no, it's look right. So maybe it didn't save him time, right? But when you take a look mm-hmm. at things, it saved him physical effort, mm-hmm. and he probably enjoyed honing that axe, right? Probably. So he take a look, and he knew that okay, I can get this job done. It would be ugly with his axe right now. It's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be splinters everywhere. I'm gonna bust my ass. I'm gonna get calluses on my hands. Whatever that looks like, right? It's gonna be a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Will the job be done? Possibly. Will it look good? No, probably not. But if I said, hey, in order to do this right, I need a sharp axe. And you attack it from this angle and this angle and do this and do that. So he takes the time to prepare his axe, executes the job well done, and he's good to go. I think when you talk about that in a professional standpoint, what we all do, right, on on a day-to-day, whatever your job is, think about what you could do to prepare yourself better for your job. You had mentioned something earlier, briefly, about something that you do. Do you do it every day? Every single day. Do you really? Yeah, oh yeah. What, so I, the term you had mentioned, I'm not really familiar with it, so I'm curious about it. What is it, and what is it, what does it do to help you? And then I think lastly, I would ask, do you think everyone does this, or should they? Well. Oh, that, that face told me the answer already. So. <laughs> they should, but they don't. I mean. Yeah, ultimately, you should. everybody should be doing something in the general area of what we're doing. But mm-hmm. what we do every day, am I allowed to say what I do on If here? you want to. Uh, mm-hmm. So I drive a bus, mm-hmm. um, and we do a thing called pre-tripping. And what that is, is you're, you're doing a pre-trip check. In flight, people do it as well. So they get on the, the, you know, before you take flight, you're always going to do your checks. Before you get on the road, you're going to do your checks. You're going to make sure that everything is equipped and ready to go, that it's all warmed up, that you're not having any warning signs of trouble before you embark on your day. Mm -hmm. Um, And these things are very important when you're checking through and making sure that everything is, like, ready to go. And it's very... responsible for a lot of people, right? Yeah, up to 84 Wow, seriously? Um, at one time, yes, yeah. Holy cow. Um, and I drive children, specifically school bus. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of making sure everything is safe. You check literally everything on that bus before you pull out the gate mm. um, to leave for the day. And you're checking to make sure that the seats are still connected and secure to the bus you're checking to make sure that all of your emergency exits are operating and alarms will sound Um, you're checking your brakes you're checking your engine you're checking literally you walk around and you check every single light and reflector Um, the tires you're making sure that there's no loose or missing nuts or bolts or any rust trails everything yeah proper air pressure in your tires making sure that nothing on the tire is missing that your treads aren't worn i mean you literally look over every piece of the bus and so like in our daily lives before we start working are we looking over every piece of our life are we looking over every piece of our day if you're um, a teacher you know are you looking over that day's plan before you start if you're um, throughout a profession I don't know <laughs> yeah whatever it is. sales podcaster 
Yeah, if you're a podcaster, you're making sure your equipment works so you don't have to fiddle with it for 30 minutes before, before you record. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, saying well, that happened. Sure oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're a porn star, you want to make sure all that equipment works. Oh, yeah. You know, I never get any complaints about my equipment. <laughs> you got to take it out of the shrink wrap first, buddy. Hey, you keep it wow. wrapped unless you okay. want kids. <laughs> so that's so that's good. You I, you use the term pre-trip airline, and I like that you equated it to like an airplane flight check because anyone who's flown, whether you know anything about aviation, you know that there are a lot of pre-check activities they do before the plane takes off. Right. right? So that's awesome. You equated it to that, and I didn't know how many components there were involved in that, and that you do that every morning before you go pick up anybody. That's we actually do it twice a day. Anytime the bus leaves the lot. Wow. Yeah, we're we're checking it. It's you're not even if you left three times a day, you would check it the third time. I mean, anytime you're getting on that bus and you're going to pick up another human being, you are fully checking the bus to make sure it is safe, secure, and road ready. Road ready. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. So it's like when we get out to leave our homes. Glenn, when you leave your house, what do you check before you have? I check, make sure I got my cell phone, my, my laptop. Just got to have that for work. I don't want to drive all the way back from... Nope. Oh, that's, a, that's a terrible drive that early in the morning. Yep. Uh, I make sure my breakfast is in my hand. I'm ready to go with that. Um, make sure I have my bottles of water that I'm going to be drinking throughout the day. So I give myself a couple bottles. That's one of my meal preparations. That's right. I've got, been yeah. drinking waters now. Thank you very much. Um, but I make sure that I've got everything I need to get through my day, not only at work, but also stay awake uh-huh. and alert for anything that may come by. How do you get to work? Ooh, I drive. You got your keys? You better believe it. My keys are on my backpack. So every night I, I set my, my backpack with my laptop on it right by the door. It's got the keys sitting right on top of it. That's a routine. That's how you prepare to leave the house. That's how I, I have prepare to leave the house. Something super small, super corny, um, but is, I believe, highly, highly effective. There's three things that I have to have when I leave the house. Um, well, it's one, so I can travel. And two, for entertainment in case of emergencies. And three, also for entertainment in case of emergencies. Keys, wallet, and phone. And I say something stupid. Keys, wallet, phone. That's what I need when I leave my home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm always doing this. If I have those three phone, things, wallet, I'm good. And then I can decide. If I don't have it, I don't need it, or I can buy it. Right? Especially if I go travel somewhere. A lot of people suffer right. from having uh, anxiety from going on vacation and traveling because they think they don't have enough things or they, don't, they didn't bring something or they forgot something. Well, I'm of the mind that, okay, there's a lot of things I can do without but as long as I have my wallet, I if can I buy need it. something, if I really I need it, I can get buy it. it right. right. If I forgot hair gel, if I forgot wings, I can go buy wings. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Rohit. Hi. I, I was just gonna say, uh, Kyle, to kind of tack on what you were saying um, about going on vacation mm-hmm. and not having the anxiety of oh, I forgot something. That's some of the owls. Oh, the Can't, owl personality you know, trait. Yeah. Got it, got it, because they're very analytical, right? And they've got a checklist for everything, and they got to make sure that they have it all. Um, whereas, you know, a monkey, myself, my personality trait, I'm just kind of ready to roll. Let's get out. Let's have fun. As long as we're with the group, that's all that matters. I'm with the pack. Um, 
So yeah, so I think that's something that's, that kind of helps me. It's it's tiny, but still in the vein of preparation. Uh, make sure you prepare for your day, prepare for a trip, whatever that looks like. Mm. So yeah, man, I think as we wrap up, Glenn, Sarah, do you guys got anything else? I think just start small. It's not as overwhelming as it may seem. And really reach out and build a team to support you. Yeah. And if you don't know how to sharpen an axe, call Glenn. Yeah. Find a blacksmith. Find a blacksmith. <laughs> All you need is a team. grinding stone. That's it. That's it. Well, Glenn, I think I'll let you close it out. So are you good with that? You want to close it out? Yeah, why not? And why not? No biggie. Why not? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just normal. Stuff. So humble. You know. I mean, what would you guys do without me? Not much. You'd continue on. We'd be happy. <laughs> probably would. <laughs> kidding. That's it. I'm really going home. I'm kidding. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Glenn signing out for the last time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you're preparing. You never know what's going to happen in the future. And if you're not preparing, you're preparing to fail. Mm-hmm. Take that extra moment. Start small. Build on it. Don't just keep doing the small stuff and expect that's going to change your life. Nope. Start small, but build on it. Yep. You build a brick house with one brick at a time. That's it. Love it. Appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between, thank you for listening to another episode of your favorite podcast, the GYSD Podcast. Get your shit together. You can find us on all major streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and everything else. We even got some stuff on YouTube. So check us out. Smash the like button. Recommend us to your friends. And uh, we'll see you back next week for another episode of the GYST Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST Podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.